I served uh, in the western sector uh, in Punjab and Rajasthan then I also served in the northern sector Hi I am Lieutenant Commander Seema Verma retired from Indian Navy uh, daughter of uh, Major Palan Singh Verma um, and my mother Raj who is a homemaker I am squadron leader Verlin Pawar and I have served for 10 years as a fighter controller in Indian Air Force. Hi. Did you know that this year marks 30 years of women in the armed forces? Since 1992, women have gone from being allowed to only do a short stint or a short service commission to finally being allowed at the elite National Defence Academy in Kharagwasla this year so that they can graduate as officers just like their male counterparts in 3 years. On the face of it, it's a great time to be a woman. Permanent commission has been allowed through a series of Supreme Court judgments and women are also joining in the non-officer segment. For example, as sailors in the Navy. But all of this has come after a long arduous fight, a fight that hasn't ended because guess how many women are in that NDA class? just 19 out of 400 and this disproportion isn't going to end in a hurry you're listening to first voice last word our weekly podcast on indian politics i'm sunitra choudhry national political editor for hindustan times and in my two decades of experience i realized that politics is often like reality tv full of dramatic personalities making strategic moves but unlike the entertainment that stars provide this actually impacts our lives so let me take you inside these corridors of power to understand what the netas are talking about and how their moves ripple down to us and today i tell you the story of how women are fighting for the right to serve on an equal footing in the armed forces the story of women in the armed forces goes back to the time when the first batch of women cadets passed out of the chennai based officers training academy in 1992 Before this women were only allowed to join as part of the medical staff but army chief general sunith francis rodriguez changed the game allowing them into other streams as part of the short service commission how short is short you ask at that time the government's women special entry scheme only allowed women to serve for 5 years it was like a longish internship but the government extended that term bit by bit to finally be fixed at 14 years by 2005 there was obviously a lot of flux associated with women in service but those who were attracted to this life had other more compelling reasons i joined the army in the year 2000 
I was part of the millennium batch, so to speak. When I got commissioned, my father had already put in a couple of decades of service in the olive uh, green uh, uniform. And uh, that was one of the major reasons that one felt inspired to wear the uniform. So while doing my engineering, I was part of the placement committee and I came across one of the options that was available for men, that is university entry scheme, which was applicable only to male candidates to join army. That was a trigger in my life and I realized that till now in my life, I've got equal opportunities, be at home, in college or other companies that we were applying for. Why this is so different? I guess that intrigued me to find more about the Defense Forces. I had nobody in my family in in the Defense Forces. And after that, I tried to find out more, spoke to people. And this is way back in 2008. We were still using just uh, GPRS and uh, no uh, fast internet or the information or LinkedIn. But uh, still, I was lucky enough to get in touch with few people to understand what is the next uh, exams that can I can apply for and how I can join the forces. So I tried, I gave the exams and uh, appeared for my SSB and medicals. And I, I was lucky enough to make it through the first time. And there was no doubt and no looking back. The moment I finished my engineering in June 2009, And the next thing I know, I was in Academy in July 2009. So this is how I landed in Air Force rather than ending up in Air Force. The thing about bias and gender discrimination is how it's inherently built into the system. These women who signed up at the time were allowed only on condition that they wouldn't aspire to spend their careers in the armed forces. They wouldn't want to do more. But of course, once you let women in, they realized there was nothing in the work that they couldn't do. And obviously, they wanted what their male counterparts had, permanent commission in the armed forces. So just a little after a decade of first being allowed in, a hundred odd women moved Delhi High Court to demand equality in terms of service in 2003. These days, It isn't unusual to hear officials and ministers all talk about how well women are doing in the armed forces and claim credit for creating the space for them. But the reality is that women really had to fight to get there. As Air Marshal Padma Bandhupadhyay, one of the pioneers who joined the Air Force way back in 1968, told me there was a time when they didn't even have maternity leave. Why is it, ma'am, that it takes so much fight on behalf of the women to get this equality? See, I don't want to get into this controversy, but our ethos, our other differences, our sanskar, these are all quite different. You know, you can't compare us with Israelis or US and all. We are different. I mean, maybe because the old, I mean, older civilization, we have got lots of ifs and buts and all that. Okay, plenty. Well, when I joined medical college, AFMC, for five years, none of our Biradri people come to our house. 
एक ही लड़की को फौज में बेच दिया है यू नो इट्स बिग क्राइम इट्स नॉट वेरी फास्ट इट्स ट्रू दिस इज लाइफ यू हैड इट इज स्टिल देर I'm looking after Eastern UP in the telemedicine sector under Ramakrishna Mission. I know what it is. They come with six children. How many children are there? One hand, pair, pair. Sab jagah bache jhool rahe ho. Kono hi ladki hai. This is the answer you get even today. So it is not equally developed all over. There are differences are existing. We have to gradually. This will take time. But at least the beginning has been made. in the nda as it changes like when we became oh you are the first lady a marcher but today there are five of us lefman generals in the amc it will come it will take time then after another 10 years nobody will remember all these differences nobody will remember it will become like a normal thing but initial stages are always be problem and it is quite tough for the initial batches these girls will also face the same things but they have to overcome it when we joined uh, are you all aware that we never had a maternity leave does i know i read that about you ma'am yeah that i uh, you know it's yeah. it's i tell of how we managed we had children we brought up yeah it is normal it was not today you have maternity leave your paternity leave something has with it take time don't we can't expect anything to happen in one second it will not time will change when people come everybody will accept you also as equal but you have to work is not just because of a women you are equal no you prove in every job why in corporate sector you become the top pass without doing any work no no that no sector you have to work in every sector so in this sector also you have to work nothing great work hard people recognize there is no um, no ifs and buts and various other uh, criteria it is just simple hard work you produce your work and be good that's all about it women did their work and proved themselves but the legal battle was very long and a lot of hard work as additional solicitor general eshwarya bharti writes in the book on military law landmarks by former military reservist navdeep singh and franklin d rosenblatt the air force and navy agreed to permanent commission in 2006 and 2008 but the problem is this wouldn't apply to the women who had joined earlier and also it was only limited to two cadres This was partially set right in 2010 when the court said okay they could be given permanent commission in all the streams and not just in the army education core because how is it okay for women to work for 14 years in a place and not for more of course this was immediately challenged by the government in supreme court by the ministry of defense and that meant the women who had gone to court were again left to wait for the final decision that meant these women officers stayed at their jobs while they fought their employer in courts and with their seniority promotions honor opportunities their pay and perks all of it compromised as one woman officer who was part of this fight and is still serving so that's why she can't speak to us on record told me it was as if a growing plant was just uprooted The legal battle continued for the original batches while the Ministry of Defence allowed younger women in other spheres like becoming fighter pilots. The front gates have been opened for the women to prove their mettle in all the streams and all the branches of the armed forces in the army, navy and air force. And I must mention 
that uh, we inducted women as pilots in the Air Force in 1991. But they are flying under the helicopters and transport. I must thank the Honorable Rakshamanthi for having approved the IAF's proposal to induct women as fighter pilots. And very soon, I think on 18th of June this year, Indian Air Force is the first women fighter pilot. Thank you. This was Air Chief Marshal Arup Raha making a politically significant announcement on Women's Day of 2016. It was a triumphant moment. And I remember how all of us in the newsroom marked it as a real celebration of the glass ceiling being broken. That usual image that we all had of fighter pilots wearing their overalls and walking glamorously next to fighter jets. Suddenly, there were women taking that role. Their number was minuscule. Just six women cadets competing and only three of them qualified to become fighter pilots. One of them was Avni Chaturvedi, who became the first Indian woman to fly a sortie in a MiG-21 Bison on her own. When I was in stage one of my uh, training, that time this provision of women into fighters came. Initially, I was a bit reluctant because it's a new field. But then uh, after talking to my instructors and other people around, I had no doubts in my mind that this is the thing where I want to go. So the actual journey to become a fighter pilot is uh, a very, I would say, it was a learning lesson for me and a lot of learning values were there. The best thing about being in aviation sector, that to an Indian Air Force, is when you fly an aircraft, aircraft is a machine. It does not know that the person controlling me or the person sitting behind me is a male or a female. It will behave in a very similar way. So be it a boy or a girl, they have to be equally competent, they have to be equally professional to fly that aircraft. On one hand, we had top officials talking about equality of women and giving them their due. And on the other, we had women who had joined before this environment in the 90s and in the 2000s who were given all kinds of excuses for exclusion from permanent service. For example, the Ministry of Defence said that women officers who have crossed 14 years in service have very little time left to be trained, that they weren't skilled enough and couldn't be employed gainfully. Then there was also another excuse that the government gave. They said that they had a problem posting women officers in what they called soft postings with required infrastructure not involving hazardous duties with the regular posts with the other women in the station. But despite all of these excuses, the sexism of it all, the time for women had come and a political call was taken. मेरी कुछ बेटियां बहादुर बेटियों को एक खुशखबरी देना चाहता हूं भारतीय सशस्त्र सेना में शॉर्ट सर्विस कमीशन के माध्यम से नियुक्त महिला अधिकारियों को शॉर्ट सर्विस कमीशन के माध्यम से महिला अधिकारियों को पुरुष समकक्ष अधिकारियों की तरह Commission 
हमारी मां बहनों का गौरव उनका योगदान उनका सामर्थ्य आज देश अनुभव कर रहा है It was August 2018 and Prime Minister Narendra Modi made the announcement during his Independence Day speech at the Red Fort to give permanent commission to women officers. It was soon followed by the president's sanction to by February next year. But guess what? Even then, the Ministry of Defence treated the women less than equally in court. For instance, they said these women officers couldn't have command appointments, which means they couldn't lead a team but just be staff appointments, and that they could only serve till they attain pensionable age, which is twenty years of service. These conditions they claimed were occupational hazards. The lawyers for the armed forces presented all kinds of sexist arguments in court that were steeped in stereotypes, like. women having to stay away from work due to pregnancy that they weren't strong enough physically that men couldn't take orders from these women officers and the list goes on and on but on february 17 2020 justice dy chandrachur gave a ruling that totally demolished all these theories And big breaking news that's coming in from the top court: women will get permanent commission in the army. The Supreme Court has essentially upheld the Delhi High Court's decision on this matter. The Supreme Court has also come down very, very heavily on the centre, saying that scant respect has been shown by the centre. Also pulling up the government for an attempt to thwart the implementation of permanent commission. In fact, you've got Justice Chandrachud saying that women in army is an evolutionary process. The court said that reliance on inherent psychological differences between men and women rests in a deeply entrenched stereotypical and constitutionally flawed notion that women are the weaker sex. Finally, the topmost court in the country had mandated by law that men and women would get the same benefits and same age of retirement as their male counterparts. Women like army officer Grishma Minari who got only 5 years in the army or navy Seema Verma could now dream of a permanent career not for themselves but for future women. I left uh, after 5 years I completed my bond period and I left. There were a couple of reasons one of the major reasons was that uh, uh, the PC thing had not come up at that point of time uh, as in the women's special entry scheme was a short service commission uh, earlier it was for 10 years and uh, they had then extended it to 14 years but it was not a permanent commission thing like uh, after serving 14 years you are neither here nor there and um, it was not just me who had left there were other lot of my coursemates had left joined corporate and even some of them went, went into other professions i joined the navy under the uh, short service commission entry scheme and was allowed to serve maximum 14 years so when i was nearing the completion of my term it was very evident that navy was not ready to offer us permanent commission and continue with us so we were in a sad state actually and i decided to move on I got a good offer from corporate side uh, during my 13th year that is 2006 and I quit in August 
it was a sad parting i was very keen to continue and was always recommended for permanent commission in my annual reports so but that was that was the destiny in some ways it was the indian air force's decision to induct women into the fighter stream that had changed everyone's perspective 20 women fighter pilots have been commissioned since then and other firsts have happened like women being inducted into personnel below officer rank or sailors in the navy according to the agnipat scheme but there are still some areas where the army just won't accept women tanks and combat positions in infantry i am just saying frontline combat where you get isolated where there's a larger male population with you and where contact with the adversary takes place you will go across the border you will have to as i said bad action honge aap bad action karoge you can get caught then 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 we should not say ki you know then then the country should not get hawa ki yaar wo to lady pakdi gayi lady ko pakistan ne pakad liya usko to har mujhe leke aao kyun belvi to pakda jata hai lady pakdi gayi why should we get worried i hope the mahol in the country will not be different when a lady is caught by the pakistanis if, if some group of soldiers have gone across with a via mail i hope the country will do the same thing this was late general bipin rawat voicing his concern about women in combat positions but there are those within the establishment like lieutenant general raj shukla who feel that changing aspirations need to be accommodated but it also needs new ways of thinking and implementation world over the militaries are changing their recruitment patterns becoming more shall i say flexible and imaginative in their hr policies uh, to accommodate women and not only in combat and i think we can do that in combat too you take the nepalese army for example women are allowed into their infantry um, in many of the armies in the west they are very much a part of um, um, combat may i also point out that the character of combat is changing so today space is as much a war fighting domain as any other in some ways it is also front line if you look at the changing character of war in the futuristic sense ai cyber ew the informational domain will be the war winning domains of of tomorrow so even you know this um, this kind of divide what is combat and what is not combat is uh, shall i say dwindling so if we seek women for their diverse attributes i think women can do wonders and both i mean women will profit from the skills that they bring to the armed forces and the armed forces will benefit um, greatly from the value additions that they bring to the entire gamut of combat so that is this and there are so many other domains i mean you need people to think you need strategizing you need logistics The courts have decided the policy is being implemented now all that remains for a healthy equitable workplace is lots more women after all in the affidavit that was provided to the courts last year the ministry of defense said they had just 9118 women in a force of 1.3 million men 
that's 0.56% of the army 1.08% of the air force and 6.5% of the navy and that may have increased since last year but not that much no wonder the women officers i spoke to had interesting stories about assimilation all hoping that women and men studying together as young adults in nda would go a long way in bringing out that equal environment when i took up the command of a unit which was always commanded by either very senior personnel or male officers and now i am there wherein there are some 200 plus people i have to command them i have to prove to them that they can believe and take my orders which they will because they are placed below in mm-hmm. rank but there are people who are of my father's age there are people who are from patriarchal society and uh, how will they i wanted to bridge that gap really early on and that can't be bridged because you say it you know like i just go to them and tell them okay don't think about it rather i will be seeding in that information in their heads to think about it so my approach for the initial 3 or 4 months was that i will work along with them wherever needed you know i will empathize i will understand i understood and acknowledge the fact that what kind of society we are from i was not oblivious to the fact that so what i am a woman but i am the commanding officer and they need to listen to me no so i acknowledge the fact that there might be some resistance so i need to bridge that gap very early on so initial 4 or 5 months i used to go on tea breaks with them i used to go to the field with them so that they know that my metal they they should know that i know you know before giving them instructions so what i'm a female so what if i'm younger in age to them but i have that capability to give them directions and honestly after that it was uh, there were challenges but it was such a smooth ride for me when people were ready to come up with their problems to me with their challenges and they showed that respect and uh that confidence in me that they can come up and we worked as a wonderful team we did so many exercises and we even hosted a foreign uh, air forces uh, for the communications and helped them so i guess that was one of the moment where i realized that this is required and i worked on it and uh, it turned out to be so beautiful and as far as uh, discrimination goes uh army is like a microcosm of the indian society and uh, but uh, much disciplined and microcosm if i might have the audacity to say so uh, and indian society is is patriarchal to a certain extent and uh, so it uh, the that so the army will also reflect some part of that mindset in some ways the little bit of discrimination that one might have seen uh, surprisingly enough uh, came from the much more educated officer lot if you can categorize them as such uh, rather than from the men the soldiers they respect the ranks that you are wearing so or maybe at some level it is also about the for the ethos of uh, there is not to question why there is but to do and that 
on an average uh, one do not find a lot of discrimination because of your gender to answer your question on what was it like frankly post my training and my first posting in mumbai was not difficult for me i quickly learned the job and started to lead one thing that i could never foresee initially and maybe because i was too young to think on those lines at that time was about how would our male counterpart and colleagues react to our presence in the space where they are mostly used to having um male presence around them and our presence was a sort of a disruption to the way they operated usually one fine day they have women in uniform next to them it was a big change for them for which most of them were actually not ready when i say not ready i mean uh, they were not sensitized about this change adequately not all were inclusive in their approach and would behave strangely at times uh, but there were quite a few of them who were welcoming and accepted us and were encouraging So to be very frank Sunitra I don't know what a male dominated force means all that matters here is how good a leader you are not the gender I have led my team during deployments and operations but not even once this thought crossed my mind that I am a girl leading pack of men there is no place for such notions there is equal opportunity for everyone women have been breaking the glass ceiling for long and they will cross many such hurdles and be shoulder to shoulder with all the men in this world i'm glad that i chose this organization in fact i would like to reframe this as i am glad that this organization chose me in coming days i see women as uh, submariners fighter pilots captains of ships marine commandos commandants of academies policy makers in strategic roles and uh, maybe one of the new cadets in the nda right now uh, will be a chief in next 30 years uh, leading platoons uh, for consisting of both men and women honestly it's easier said than done uh, will be challenging at times and will throw up surprises uh, many times what the armed forces policy makers should refrain from doing is pull back its progressive policies due to one off incident somewhere one offs should be treated as one offs and no generic policy should take a regressive amends because of it sathiyo nari shakti ko naye aur samarth bharat ki shakti banane ka gambhir prayas बीते सात सालों में हर सेक्टर में किया जा रहा है देश की रक्षा के क्षेत्र में भी भारत की बेटियों की भागीदारी अब नई बुलंदी की तरफ बढ़ रही है अब महिला अफसरों को परमानेंट कमीशन देना इसी भागीदारी के विस्तार का ही हिस्सा है अब बेटियों के लिए नेशनल डिफेंस एकेडमी राष्ट्रीय मिलिट्री स्कूल और राष्ट्रीय इंडियन मिलिट्री कॉलेज जैसे देश के प्रीमियर मिलिट्री संस्थानों के दरवाजे खोले जा रहे हैं आज जिस प्रकार दूसरे क्षेत्रों में महिलाओं को आगे बढ़ने के लिए प्रोत्साहित किया जा रहा है 
उसी तरह हमारे सुरक्षा तंत्र में भी विमेन पावर की भूमिका को और व्यापक किया जा रहा है आज वायुसेना और नौसेना में महिलाओं को कॉम्बेट रोल दिए जा रहे हैं मिलिट्री पुलिस में भी बेटियों की भर्ती की जा रही है and that's the story of how women finally got the right to serve equally in the army i say equally but of course as we know there are still many more frontiers that remain yet to be conquered the good news is that it's a part of the conversation and women's empowerment is politically important for the government hopefully that will lead to greater recruitment of women for nda and in other forums so that if not an equal representation at least the proportion of women is the same as a proportion that is in the civilian workforce that's 25% pehli baar humne nirnay kiya ki hamari mataon behnon ke naam par bhi sampatti hogi aur isliye humne aise mahatvapurna nirnay kiye aur isne jab unke paas ye taakat aati hai na ye empowerment hota hai to ghar mein जब आर्थिक फैसले लेने में की बात आती है तो माताएं बहनें उसमें हिस्सेदार बनती हैं, उनकी सहभागिता बढ़ जाती है वरना पहले क्या होता था घर में बेटा और बाप कुछ व्यापार बिजनेस की बात करते हैं और किचन में से माँ आकर के थोड़ी मुंडी रखती है तो तुरंत वो कह देते जाओ 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 तुम किचन में काम करो हम बेटे के साथ बात कर रहे हैं यानी ये समाज की स्थिति हमने देखी है आज माताएं बहनें एम्पावर होने के कारण वो आकर के कहते हैं नहीं ये गलत कर रहे हो ये करो ऐसा करने से ये नुकसान होगा ऐसा करने से लाभ होगा आज उनकी भागीदारी बढ़ रही है That's it on the show. This episode was produced by Deepthi Ahuja and edited by Sanju Abraham. Editorial inputs were by Isha Sahai Bhatnagar and Sneeshish Roy. I'm Sunitra Chaudhary and we'll be back again with First Voice Last Word and yet another inside story next week. Till then, goodbye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.